Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. Thank you, Dick Warren. I'm here in studio with our special in-studio guest co-host. That's Clarice Connolly. You can find out more about her and her work by going to Heart and Soul. Dot C-O-A-C-H, dot C-O-A-C-H, because she's a coach. See how that works? Yeah, super We're fancy. delighted to welcome to our microphones for the first time today, Emily Esfahani-Smith. Uh, you may know her from her numerous television experience, uh, uh, appearances, I should say, or from her writing. She is a frequent contributor to The Atlantic, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Time, and other publications. She's a columnist for The New Criterion, as well as editor of the Stanford University's Hoover Institution, where she manages the Ben Franklin Circles Project. I also, and this is super important, and forgive me for having uh, left it out of the first introduction, part of her bio is that she has a master's in applied positive psychology from University of Pennsylvania. Does that mean you worked with the great and powerful Martin Seligman over there? <laughs> yes, I, I did. He taught one of our classes, and then um, I, I served as his one of his assistant instructors in that class for several years. So I've, I've been working with him on that for the last few years. That's wonderful. So if you haven't guessed already, she's a big deal. Emily Esfahani Smith is also <laughs> the author of The Power of Meaning, Crafting a Life That Matters. Yeah, I'm really excited about this book, and I was just kind of flipping through the front and the back of it. So for me, you know, what would you say the difference is between meaning and happiness? Uh, well, thank, thanks for your kind words. I that difference is is what inspired me to to write this book. I, I remember when I was first setting out in positive psychology and just thinking about these issues a little bit more deeply. I was struck by how much of an emphasis there was in our culture on happiness. And, you know, there's thousands of books books published on it every year, uh, articles. And yet when I looked around me at the people in my life, I saw that, you know, a lot of them weren't necessarily happy all the time. In fact, they were dealing with difficult emotions like, like sadness and grief. They were engaged in stressful and effortful pursuits. And yet, they they were leading very meaningful lives. They were teachers and nurses and parents, all you know, trying to move the needle forward in some way. And I felt like the happiness zeitgeist kind of left their story out. Um, and and I think what what I'm saying kind of shows that you know, you happiness is a positive mental and emotional state. That that's how psychologists define it. It's a state of feeling good, uh, positive emotions. Whereas meaning is is something else. It's really about connecting and contributing to something that's bigger than you. Uh, Psychologists define meaning. Well, when people tell psychologists their lives are meaningful, it's because um, their lives feel significant and worthwhile. Their lives feel driven by a sense of purpose or goals that contribute to the world in some way. And their lives feel comprehensible and coherent to them. So they make sense. So that would be the distinction, I would say. I love that. I think for me, given my own life experience, I feel like I was raised to be 
able to um, create happiness in my life. And I think the pursuit of happiness was maybe my early childhood. And then it wasn't until I started to venture down the spiritual path to actually kind of realize like what is my purpose and what is the meaning to my life and really kind of ventured into that kind of perception. Do you feel like you have to be religious or spiritual to actually, you know, start to switch from finding the pursuit of happiness to the pursuit of a meaningful life? Certainly for thousands of years, religion has been, religious and spiritual systems have been the way that people found found meaning in life. Uh, that said, I, I don't necessarily think that you have to be a religious person uh, to lead a meaningful life. There's, there are plenty of people who, who don't believe in God or who don't go to church or services on a weekly basis who still feel driven by a sense of purpose, um, are engaged in, in life doing things that they would consider to be meaningful. That said, I think that the question of meaning, uh, this idea of, you know, what, what is our life about? What, what does it mean? What, what's our role here? I think it's fundamentally a, a spiritual question. And I think people are kind of fundamentally spiritual beings, whether or not we go to church, you know, once a week or, or believe certain dogmas. So I think that we all yearn for meaning and crave meaning in our lives. And that's, that's kind of part of the spiritual side of us. Yeah, see, I'm one of the people who I'm, everyone I meet these days, it seems like for the last few years has said, oh, I'm I'm spiritual, but not religious. And I I just can't abide that. Get a dogma, people. Get some rules. (laughs) So, um, you know, I'm I'm sure, I, I know that as a coach, a lot of times people come to me and they're like, we all know the person who's spent years or decades in search of, Right, in search mm-hmm. of their life purpose or their true work or their you know right livelihood or whatever it might be, um, do you support people in a process of finding meaning? I, I imagine this you get this question all the time. How can I find meaning? What's my path? Where should I be? What should I be doing? I think uh, there, there's a lot of people out there who think that their their meaning and purpose, you know, their meaning with a capital M and their purpose with a capital P is out there somewhere and that they just have to search vigorously to find it. That if they turn over enough stones, they'll eventually find their one true meaning and purpose in life. That's right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that actually what, what I found is that it it doesn't really work that way for a lot of people. I, I think I saw one study that showed that only, you know, one third of people feel that they have a calling in life. Um, and I don't, I don't think that that means that the remaining two thirds can't lead a meaningful life. I just think it means that we have to be aware that the sources of meaning in life are all around us and that we can tap into them. You know, I was talking about belonging earlier. That's one very powerful pillar of meaning. Uh, storytelling is another one that I, that I write about. Transcendence is another one. And, and purpose, having goals, is another one. And there are little moments every day that we can where we can kindle these these moments of meaning. So one of the examples I really love from from a research study that that I cite is relates to purpose. And I think that, you know, we think when we think purpose, we think something like, oh, my purpose, it's curing cancer or writing the great American novel. Mm -hmm. But this study found that, you know, when adolescents do chores around the house, when they help out, 
they feel a greater sense of purpose. And it makes sense because they are contributing to something that's beyond themselves, but they're helping their parents build a home. And I think we need to remember that, you know, purpose can come in these little little shapes and sizes too. Well, I take your point, but I think your example is flawed because I think we all know that adolescents don't do chores around the house. Just teasing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just teasing. So, so there's, so there's meaning. Meaning is really for us to, from your perspective, it's not the big thing out there that we should spend, you know, years wandering in the desert to find necessarily. But we can find it, even if we haven't found maybe our big lifelong. This is it. We can actually find meaning in everyday life. Is what I'm hearing. Is that what you're laying down? That's exactly right. Well, I know you did some research to in in the book and you're you know people love this book right barry schwartz is loving the book daniel pink whom i already said is one of my favorite people um tell us what not so much what surprised them but what surprised you in doing the research or what you found interesting Uh, certainly what what i just mentioned that that meaning is kind of all around us at our fingertips but the, the other major thing I would say is the role of storytelling in a meaningful life. Um, so I, I talk about four pillars of meaning, that, and that people who, when, they, when you ask them about what, what makes their lives meaningful, they mention one or all of these four pillars, and their belonging, purpose, storytelling, and transcendence. And, you know, when I first started writing this book, Belonging, purpose, and transcendence, they made sense, sense to me, and, 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 and it was pretty clear the role that they played in a meaningful life. But storytelling felt a little bit more elusive. And yet, when people read this book or when I talk to them about it, it seems to be the pillar that resonates most strongly. And so that, that's been a surprise for me, and it's, it's, been, it's been a fascinating surprise. And I think that the more I think about it, I think it has to do with the fact that we're all storytellers. And, and when, I, when I'm talking about storytelling, I'm talking about life stories, so how we tell the story of our own lives. And I think we're all storytellers, and we're all trying to integrate our experiences into a narrative that explains who we are and where we came from. And we're constantly reframing our stories, retelling our stories. We have the power to interpret them and edit them. And, and I'm, I'm guessing that the reason people are resonating so strongly is because that's that, that's empowering to them. Absolutely. I think it's it's really liberating. Or it has this kind of release when you actually speak your truths and you kind of bring that forward and to be able to share, you know, what you've experienced as like a normalization or relatability piece. I love that. I, I hadn't even thought about that. So that's a really, really great point. How do you feel that people... Um, how do you feel that people like know that they get worth from that or value from being able to sh- share their story? I think it's, it's kind of a deeply, it's a deeply personal thing. Um, and, and there's two ways to think about storytelling. One is, is what, what you just said. So when you're sharing your story with another person, I think that, you know, telling your story to someone else and if the person is a good listener and is, is there and present for you, it can just be very validating for you that somebody cares. And, it's, and so it cultivates this, this sense of belonging between the two of you. And I also think that working out your own story is, uh, brings you deeper wisdom. I really want to pick that up, too, working out your own story, because that sounds like something I need to do. Uh, You're listening to the great and powerful Emily Esfahani-Smith. 
She is the author of The Power of Meaning, in addition to a frequent contributor to The Atlantic and elsewhere. When we come back, more with Emily Esfahani-Smith. Stay with us. It's The Coaching Show. If you heard that sound, you probably are eligible for insurance from Navy Mutual. Insuring the men and women of the Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard. Here's what one policyholder, retired Navy Commander Thomas Dade, had to say. Navy Mutual is the best insurance decision I ever made. I wish you had a savings plan available that earned the rates my Navy Mutual insurance has been earning. Navy Mutual Aid Association, started by military members in 1879, serves active, reserve, and retired military today. Navy Mutual honors our military by providing them affordable life insurance with the features they need without fine print, sales fees, or military service restrictions. Value, integrity, trust, and stability are the cornerstones in which our commitment to you and your loved ones are built. Call Navy Mutual at 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org for your personal life insurance plan consultation. 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. Vin Village connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. Vin Village is where wine lovers connect. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. 